evening. So, last week, we discussed the all-important idea of changing our lives with brachas. We discussed how important brachas are, what the essential is. Just to review very quickly, first thing we discussed is the idea of mea brachas, a hundred brachas. And the language of the Talmud is to say a hundred blessings a day, a hundred brachas a day. That brachas lead us to fear of God. When we receive fear of God, reverence of God, to think about Hashem. That it's feasible, it's possible for a person to walk around all day and get consumed with life, to lose focus. And that when, and, and answering Mrs. Reinder's question at the end of class, why was the Anshit Knesset Gadola after the destruction of the temple? We mentioned that the, the reason is is because with the destruction of the temple there's less of a God consciousness in the world. We live in a world today where it's very easy. Somebody told me, taught me a new term at my lunch meeting today was YOLO. So I, don't, I don't know if you heard of YOLO. No. It's, it's basically like, you know, uh, live it up when you're young. That's like a new slang for like live it up. Right? Right? So... I didn't know this either. He said, if you go look on Twitter, it's all over the place. I, 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 I said... How do you spell that? Like, Y-O... Yo... 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 They want to be like the Luzites. They want to live long. Uh, <laughs> so, you, but the, the reality is that the YOLO crowd, uh, you know, I imagine those are the guys uh, who, you know, are hanging out wherever. They're not thinking about God, but there are plenty of us who, are th- who, who go through the day really not thinking about it. And last week we, we discussed even a small thing when we said Brock, we said, when you say Brock, we say Melech, God, just remember that God is king of the world. I said, how many people ever stopped when they said their blessings, stopped, said Melech, stopped and really pondered what that meant? <laughs> that God is Melech, that is king of the world. How many of us even stop for a second. Melech. I mean, you're talking to God who's Melech and you're supposed to remind ourselves that it's uh, Malchus. And that if a person says brachas, a hundred brachas a day, what happens is, is they're constantly being reminded about God. And that, that, and that reminder leads a person to reverence. A person's thinking about all important uh, uh, what life is, what Hashem is. Certainly I mentioned this on, even on Pesach, about the idea of connecting to God, texting, having a relationship, not just intellectually knowing those God, Brochas is a constant, constant reminder. Actually, I didn't say this, but I thought about this afterwards. You know, the opening line, he, the Revolver does not talk about this, but the generation where they actually decreed Me'a Brochas is not the time of Anshik Knesset, it's the time of David HaMelech. The, the Chazal say the time of David uh, that they, uh, people were dying every day, a hundred people were dying every day from the plague. And as a, as a result, they were decreed to say a hundred blessings a day to counteract that, and the, the deaths stopped. And really, the, the Mepharshim, the commentaries point out that brachas brings blessing. Brachas brings blessing. I mentioned last week that when we say a bracha, we're not blessing God. We're blessing God. We're blessing Hashem. But we're recognizing that Hashem is the source of blessing. That recognition brings us blessing. You know, every time a person says a bracha, hey, they bring blessing into uh, their life. I, I didn't mention this last week, but it's kedai. It's worthwhile that I should mention this now. It's not just saying the bracha. I would contend that to say the bracha, to say the blessing out loud. And I'll tell you why. Now, sometimes people say brachas. And they do it in, you know, I, I, I told someone recently, I was giving a shear, and in the middle of the learning, someone says, I said, you know, it's priorities, they're learning, you don't stop every, the whole shear to say your bracha. But so if you're having a conversation, if, you're, if it's already a, a pause, saying a bracha, a bracha that loud is a merit. I, I once heard a maestro that Ramesha Feinstein, Zatzal, of blessed memory, somebody said there was someone critically ill, and they asked him for a merit. They asked him for a merit. And he said that they should say blessings out loud. Say blessings out loud. And as a result, that the gematria of... This is brought down... He's not Ramosha saying this. is brought down a lot of sources. That the gematria of Amen... Mm-hmm. Is what? 
you know, Gemach. 91, right? And that's the same gematria as Malach. Because every time you say Amen, you create a good Malach. So it's Kedai, it's worthwhile to say blessings out loud. I think my kids learn blessings, I don't even teach it to them half, you know, most of the blessings. They just learned it from us saying the brachas out loud. Right? I, you know, I, I make them to say it also, but you, just, you say a bracha out loud, it's good chinuch for your children. That itself is tremendous merit, tremendous merit. You, if you say a blessing out loud, you'll have more kavana. Right? Think about brachas in the morning. If you're saying in your house, Shasali Koltzarki, say it quietly. Or Shasali Koltzarki. Right? You say a bracha. They know that there's. A, anyone, who read the book of Rebetzin Kanyevsky? Anyone who read the book? Right? She used to have. She used to encourage us. She used to every morning have all the ladies around her. She would say their brachas, and, they, and everyone would say amen to each other's brachas because it's a merit. Now, it doesn't mean to go out of control, but if you're going on. If you have a couple of girlfriends, you're going out to Jerusalem Grill. Right, or eating in your house or whatever, say the bracha loud. It's a merit. You'll say the bracha better. And you'll be more conscientious of what you're doing. Um, so it's important uh, to say uh, brachas out loud. Then we discussed that brachas are an absolute obligation. An obligation. Somebody comes to your house and they take things. What do you do, Mrs. Stone? They, they don't ask. They start coming to your house and take things. You call 911. <laughs> you don't have a gun? No, you don't have to die. Right. Right. You were saying, what are you doing? You know, what? They could answer. Yeah. Call for help. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I also call for 911. You know, I mean, it depends how big they were, to tell you the truth. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, no one just take, who could spot? If you know the person, right? You, someone from the show, you know, you, they come uninvited to your house, they start taking things from your house. And we discussed by parzas, when somebody just walks and starts eating the food without paying for it, you know, walks outside the store. As we discussed, it's Hashem's world. Right? A bracha is a matter. Right? You don't, right? the, the, a bracha is, is, is a matter. The bracha allows you to partake in, to utilize Hashem's world. And we, and we say when you say a bracha, it, it allows it afterwards. It's 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 your it's your stake. But until that, you're literally taking it. And then when you recognize and you say a blessing, you, you're reminding yourself that everything is from Hashem as well. So we we ended off last week uh, with two thoughts. One is that people should work throughout the week. And again, I, I reiterate what I've said many times: that this class is not just for intellectual stimulation. It is a tragedy. It's a tragedy that I have people come to my office and say they feel disconnected to Hashem. It's a tragedy because how do they say brachas? I see people in the Kiddush. This is uh, this week, by the way. I'm at the Kiddush, right? They're having a conversation with somebody, and they probably had a little cake. Now they want to have their herring or whatever they are with their cucumber, God forbid, their pickle, and they're in the middle of talking to a person. And I see them as they're talking, saying a bracha on the cucumber and eating it. Like I don't even know. What. They're not having a conversation. Right. So, I made a comment last week. If you're talking to, to, to somebody, right, and they start talking to somebody else, that's rude, right? You know, it's, not, uh, it's not a nice thing to do. That's, 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 not, that's not how you talk. You have a conversation, you start talking to someone else in the middle of a conversation. Right? Or, you know, here you're talking to Hashem, you're saying a bracha. You say, excuse me one second, I'll have to say a bracha. Uh, the chazan, I mean, the, the chazan issue. He, he, sometimes he, said, he was so ill. He said he couldn't eat because he couldn't make a bracha. Right? Sometimes, he, sometimes the akedikach was little life and death. He ate without bracha because it was such a strain on him when he said a bracha. I actually reminds me as I'm saying this. There's a famous story of Rabbi Karlin, one of the great Hasidic rebbers, and uh, you know, he he once a kid once asked him. He says, "What's the difference between me and you?" He says, you, you know, you say a bracha, everyone's excited. I say a bracha, no one cares. Everyone says, I'm into your bracha, don't say, I'm into mine. So he said, Yingala, little boy, let me tell you the difference your brachas and my brachas. He said, when you wake up in the morning, you're hungry. You want to eat something. But you know, you can't eat it unless you say a bracha. 
So you're hungry, uh, and, you, and very often, you know, I think I'll just put my own addendum, you say the bracha as fast as possible because you're just trying to get to the food. Honor Clinton, and I wake up in the morning. I want to say a bracha! So I say, what could I possibly eat to say a bracha? I want to say a bro. He's like, what could I, I want to say a bro. That is, is existence once you want to, to connect the Hashem. Right? So the difference, that's, the difference is, is how they'll say the bracha because of that. Right? A person who looks at a bracha as a great opportunity, right? As a connector, as a way of bringing Hashem into his life, bringing, and again, it brings the blessing comes. I'm not saying, you don't have to do brochas out loud for, for the, for the side benefits. But the blessing comes because when we recognize that Hashem is the source of all bracha, all blessing, that brings bracha. And in particular, we discussed last week, birchas hamazan, benching. That benching is the only biblical brachas. And that benching itself is a recognition of God's mercy, of God's kindness, of God's givingness, and that's why at the end of Benjamin we start asking for blessing in our house, blessing our children, uh, for Mashiach, we ask for all the Harachamans, because Benjamin creates this aura, this, this reality of, you know, connection to Hashem, appreciation of the gift that Hashem gives you. And, and I made a note that's very, very, it's crazy, sometimes you can eat with people, they have an hour to talk, and the minute Benjamin comes, oh, bro, I'm in a rush! I gotta get out of here! Like, I mean, that's, that's, is that, that's terrible. That's all, and I, I, I mentioned that Rabbi, that, that, uh, Rav Shach, when people would ask him for a piece of advice, you know, in, for something, a positive thing to do, he'd say, bench the bench with Kavana. Right? But think about this. Right? If we would bench the bench with Kavana, how we would change our relationship with Hashem. It wouldn't be just that I, we change our, if we're saying brachas, baruch, baruch meaning, I recognize you, God, are the source of blessing. Ata, you literally a one-on-one conversation. Hashem, Elokeinu, Melech, King of the World. Right, we'll get to uh, whatever the next. I mean, that's, and you're doing it, and you're stopping, and you're thinking. It changes your life. Changes your whole life. Instead of walking around in, in a trance, you know, it changes a person's life. Yeah, that's what we discussed last week. Why is the obligation of the bench for the bracha? I'm sorry? Why shouldn't we have a bench for a written thing for the original bracha? Why only by bracha chorona? Maybe it's a chumor. Why shouldn't we have a text? For what, shahako? Yeah, why not? So, I mean, there's nothing wrong using the text. The difference is, is that you're fluent in that, and you can visualize yourself saying that. But the other brachas are longer, it's easier to lose focus. It lose focus, right? But if it, if, if it, let, let's put it this way, if it were to help a person, then you should do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, the main thing is what 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 works. Benching in particular, people when they bench from a bencher or and they stop and they say say it slowly, <laughs> it, it changes it, and it's a tr- tremendous bracha to do. Okay. Says Rabbi, Rabbi Hamalacha Lachiyos Laatzmenu to to give ourselves life, to give ourselves spiritual lives. Right, to give ourselves not only to intellectually know Hashem, but to bring Hashem into our lives. And right, saying brachas, having Hashem shagar bepiv, right, in our mouth, connecting to Hashem, that is miskariv. It brings us closer to Hashem. May brachas and umavarchim b'cholyon. We should say the hundred brachas. Shein zarech mosami pina. We, I said at least, and this is what Revolva is saying. At least we shouldn't. Say brachas any different than we talk to him being. Right? If you would ask, you know, somebody for something, you would say it. Normally, you would talk. Could you please help me with so and so? For a person to rush through brachas, I, I, I'm going to give you a small example. Once in a while, I, have to, I, I fundraise for different projects. I'll tell you, when I'm fundraising, very deliberate. I'm talking, you know. Uh, Usually I'm asking people I have a relationship with. So, do you think I say, I was saying, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I mean, think about this. A person saying, God, you're the source of everything. That's what God, you're the source of your kind. If you bless my family, I mean, you're seeing a thousand miles an hour right, without even thinking what you're saying it. 
How about this? I want I want a person to do me a big favor. As I'm walking by, do I do this with that's what people say blessings. I don't think you catch that on the tape. But I, that is, you'll see, again, look, look at the Kiddush. If you want to do an experiment, look at the Kiddush next week. I experiment. Don't, don't, don't judge people because we all do this. It doesn't even think about the blessing. Right? They're like ready to gobble down the food. I mean, it's bad enough. Again, I don't mean to be overly critical. I'm just trying to help ourselves. Because, as I mentioned last week, we don't need to wait until we're 79, 89, 109 years old to start thinking, oh, I should say blessings correctly. Every day of our life, we say dozens of brachas, dozens of blessings. Everyone is a gift. Everyone is an opportunity to connect to Hashem. Right? We don't want to waste the time. So it's, it's, it's tragic enough people don't even wait till the person you're making kiddush drinks, which they should do. Right? They have to wait till he makes he makes kiddush. The person drinks to eat. But they're like like you just watch people like have a conversation. Bori <coughs> prayer. Yep. A bori there, there's, there's no consciousness. That's a bl- that's a blessing. That that that's how you say a bracha. That means. You know what that means? The person saying the blessing has no idea why they're saying the bl- blessing, but for some ha- habitual thing. A, every bracha is an opportunity. Our opportunity. Every bracha is you're saying God's name. You're talking. To, you're talking. Barakata to you, God. Hey, it's rude. That's not how you say a bracha. Yeah. No, that's what I started talking about in the beginning. You're saying it out loud. Oh, you should say it out loud. Yeah, you were here, right? I said, I spoke about it five minutes. That's what I talked about. Start I spoke about exactly that. You should say the blessings out loud. And I gave a few reasons. Okay, so... Uh, so, 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 he just said, you see, he started this week that what we said previously about saying the first, if you can say the first bracha benching. If you start benching, you know, realizing how lucky I am, it will uplift the rest of the benching. Right? And again, I said, for many people even singing it or certainly saying benching out loud, right, it, it changes the whole bracha. If you ever, in, I've been in many Gudelim's houses, no bench. They don't, I don't bench, no bench. They actually even benching. You'll hear them. They'll, they'll say the words out loud. He said it's just to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky eight minutes to bench. It's a long time, by the way. Eight minutes is a long time. Most people bench. It's like two minutes. Right? He knew the words, by the way. Right? That means he's stopping and thinking every word he said. I want to just say, everybody, you, you ladies are tzaddikis. You come to class like this to work on yourself. Take it from me, who heard it from much greater people than me. You want to do a hundred schoolas? There are lots of good schoolas. There is no greater schoola than benching with kavana. Okay? There's things which are particular. You want to transform your life? You want to bring bracha to your house? You want to connect to Hashem better? Bench, say birkat amazon with kavana. Say, it's literally, it changes everything. If you want to give your house more bracha, and the bracha will be that you'll connect Hashem so much more deeper, right? it will change your life. It will change your life. And, and, and what, you'll get to the point that you, you want to wash in the morning because you want a bench. I know not a bar and color, there's plenty of great people when they have a decision, everything being able to wash in the morning, even those who go to the Sovea classes, right? you can still eat bread, right? to wash in the morning just to bench. Because you want benching. You want to be able to bench. That it will change if you want looking for something to work on. 
As I mentioned last week, everyone should be working on, on one blessing. But certainly, Birkas Hamazon, hey, which is the biblical brachas, which we, we do, it should be with Kavan. And someone told me last week they only wash once a week on Shabbos, something like that. So, whenever that, then make sure to make accounts. Right? Make, make sure to make accounts. Okay. So, being a brachas, Yesh din kadima. Now we know by blessings, there is a, a hierarchy of which blessings go first, like, or which are, mo, you know, uh, have more precedence. So, Hevil, the fun of, Davar Shebrechaso Borei Preetz. You have two brachas. You have an, a Borei Preetz, you have an apple, and Shahakal. And you have Shahakal, you have chocolate. Okay, apple and chocolate. Now, there may be people who contend, well, oh, apple and chocolate, what do I want to make a brach on? Hey, the apple always goes first. And apple will always go first, because an apple is a more particular bracha. Borei Preya Eitz Kodemes, Shehi Chashuva She'eno Potes El Davracha. Borei is more specific, because it only exempts one, uh, it only exempts, uh, one thing. So Borei Preya you can't make a Borei Preya on your steak, you can't go make a Bore Pre'etz on your pizza. You can't make a Bore Pre'etz on your rice. If you do that in any of those things, you've said a bracha in vain, a bracha levatala. Bore Pre'etz is, is miyuchad. It's especially for things that go on trees, and not all things that go on trees. I'm not going to go through brachas. My, my wife gave classes a few years ago, right? Not strawberries, not peanut. Right? All, all these things are not my pineapples. It's not a ha'etz. Craisins? What's craisins? Shahakal? Craisins? No! Hadaba. So what? It's still, it's a, it's a cranberry. Uh, so, uh, but if you said a shahako, you'd be yoytze. You shouldn't, uh. Um, so, the more specific the blessing, the more important it is. So, for example, are the most important, and they exempt everything. And they're all more important than shahako. Shahakal, Shehi, Kolasakal. But he says, you know what the funny thing is? There are people, many people, who get more Kavana from Shahakal, because what do you say Shahakal? What do you say? When you stop and say Shahakal in the Yebivaro, you're thinking, Everything comes from Hashem's word. Just, just, uh, you know, great Shahakal story. Great Shahakal story. Uh, anyone ever see? There's a great, fantastic book. If you do not have this book, it's a, there's actually two books like this, but it's a worthwhile book to get. It, would, it could it could really have a positive impact. It's called Just One Word Amen. Ever see that book? Mm-hmm. And there's another book called Let Us Say Amen. Both of those are fantastic books if you want to work a bracha. So it brings the following story down uh, about Shahakal. That um, the, during World War One, right, we know that during World War One, that the Jewish front, the Jewish, the, the Palo settlement area, there's there's a, the war was between Germany and Russia, and in the town of Baranovich, which there was a very famous yeshiva led by Rabbi Chaim Wasserman, uh, which my wife's grandfather, Chaim learned in that yeshiva in Baranovich, uh, that there was the war, the front moved to Baranovich. And the Baranovich not only had one of the greatest yeshivas uh, for Lithuanians, which was a yeshivish in Snagdish, a place called, uh, by under Balkhan Wasser was the Russian yeshiva, but also had a very, very famous Hasidic yeshiva as well. And ahead of this Hasidic place, in the middle of this war, that all of a sudden, it was very common compulsive. And all of a sudden, as the Germans advanced, they were shutting down the houses. Lahavdil, like what happened last week in Connecticut, like literally, they said lockdown. They had lockdowns in all the houses. What? I said Connecticut. Well, you know, I'm thinking a little bit about the shooting. I saw you <laughs> in Boston. Thank you. Right. Well, I know you were in my sight, so I thought Connecticut in Boston, in, 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 that, in, in that part of Boston, when they shut down. You couldn't walk out of your house. There will be danger besides that. So the Germans were shutting down. Now these people were terrified. Shut down one house. So they had the Hasidic Rav, and they, they, they thought they were going to die. They, you know, they know what the Germans were going to do. This is not Nazi Germany, this is World War I. But still, they, Baranovich had been under the Russian side. So the father told the kid, get out. You, you, you escape. Right? Because they were killing civilians left and right. Right? You know the history of World War I. The, there is no Geneva agreements going on over there. <laughs> they killed civilian populations left and right. So he told his son, you get out. 
when the Germans realized at this boy had escaped the house, you know, they went crazy. Meanwhile, this kid starts running and running and running. He gets to the neighboring town and he, and after a while, he looks back and he sees huge pillars of smoke coming from the town. And he assumes that his family's dead. I mean, this town looks like it's burned, you know, destroyed. And he starts to cry and this and that. And in the meantime, uh, they, they, the, the, fr- the front clears because then they didn't hang out in Baranovich, the front. And the boy goes back after, you know, after several hours to see what happened to his family and to f- maybe bury them to figure out what's going on. a little kid. And he gets to the town and he notices his parents' house is totally fine. He knocks on the door and his parents say, Shlaibala! We were so nervous about you. I mean, you have to imagine World War One. You know, tens of millions of people die. And tens of millions of people. They were, we were so nervous. And he said, "I was so nervous about you." They, she said, "How did you survive?" I saw the town was burning down. So his brother Velvel told, told him, "Let me tell you what happened. When the Germans saw that you escaped, the Germans saw that you escaped. They, uh, they went crazy. And they said, they told her, they told." Our father, we're going to kill you for letting your son run away. We're going to kill your family also. So the father, who's the head of the yeshiva, he said, he said to his son Velvel, he said, Velvel, get me a drink of, of water. So he said, get me a drink of water. And he said, a brach of shahakul niyad b'varo. Right? And after he finished shahakul niyad b'varo, all of a sudden a huge explosion came and then another explosion, and the Germans said the Russians are coming back. Right? We've got to get out of here. And they ran out of the house, and the Russians had reconquered that part of Voronovich, and they were saved. And he said, at that moment, Sir Volvo, his brother, told Shlomi, he says, and I asked the Tata, I asked him, right, how did, why did you say a shahakal at that moment? So he said, Volvo, we have a Masur from the Gzaydi Milakovic, their, their Hasidic dynasty. From the Zaydi of Milakovitz, that Shahakal Nia Bidvaro, we know, exempts all foods. If you say Shahakal on anything, you shouldn't do this, but it exempts everything. The language of the Shulchan Aruch is, if you say a Shahakal, you're Yotza, you fulfill it. But the Zaydi of Milakovitz says that when you say a Shahakal, it's not only like are you Yotza, you don't fulfill it, but you're Yotza, you can escape from any negative. You can be Yotza, you can get out of any negative situation. A, and he said, when the, my, when my, the, the father says, when the Germans said, I wanted to be Shachol, God runs the world. Shachol, Nia, Bivaro. God runs the world. You know that little boy Shlomi was? That little boy Shlomi who had that lesson as a little kid? What? No. You, it's the Siva Shalom. That's what Shalom, no, exactly. The Chesidus was Shlomim. And then the Siva Shalom, which you learned Shabbat this morning, that was that, that boy, that Shlomi. You heard that from his brother and his father. That that the 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 Shlom Chasidus was based in Baranovich, um, and the, the idea is that Shahakol Nebedvaro is that you recognize God is the Shahakol. Everything comes from God. And as a schooler, whenever a person's in, in a moment of danger, to, to remember that God runs the world. The, the Nefesh Achayim, Chaim Volozhin brings this down in 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 in, in his work Nefesh Achayim. Uh, it's a Rambam and Nevukam and other places as well. It's a great story, by the way. I'm not going to say it now. Rabbi, what's his name? He said this. On the Chavetz Chaim Heritage Foundation, Rabbi Fischl Schachter mm-hmm. had it two years ago on a Munah about the guy who drove yeah, yeah. to drove in the taxi in the Shahakal in the Ebedvaro, and he said that he was saved because of Shahakal. Do you still have the, the CD? I do. Okay. okay. If not, if you don't get the CD, I, I can get, tell you the story. It's a bit, just a little bit too long for our, for our class. But that was a great story. Also, the power of Shahakol and Yebedavar, that God runs the entire world. That, that's what you're saying when you say Shahakol. You're stopping to say, God, I know this world is yours. But even so, any Aha'at is more important. Abraham is more important. Yaisa Kashala Lanulis Arab Birsa Mozart to say Hamotzi Lacham and Aritz. He Kasha Lanulitsar. It's harder for us to imagine. Shah Kajbarhu Mamish Haitsi Alakam and Aritz. That God allows the bread to come from the land. Oh so Lacham, this bread in front of me is here because of God. And it's but it is. Oshaibuch Bimukhar is Priya Gafan, you say, Bore Priha eats on a grape. 
but this specificity reminds that God's greatness is on all of creation. Remember I said last, I think last week, that, you know, or I said actually in a different context, that, you know, if a good husband, if you train your husbands correctly, okay, my husband has tried to train me since we're married with somewhat success, that you don't just say, thank you. There's an art to it. You don't say thank you for dinner. You say thank you if the potatoes were delicious, they were just the way I liked it. Thank you because you know you made me my favorite chicken. You could have made me the dark meat chicken. I like white meat chicken, and you you made it duck sauce because I like the duck sauce. You make the onion chicken. You sit there and you recognize the specificity. It's a much better thank you. It's much more important. Well, that's the same thing about the brachos. If I can use that as a marshal, when you say bari prayer eight, not just God. Thanks for the world. Thanks God for the world. I, I love God. Now you're seeing the details. That's a, lot, that's a much better thank you. You're saying, God, thank you for this this apple. Thank you for this carrot. This, all that photosynthesis, this is the chlorophyll going up. They're getting to me, right? They're going through who knows how many chains of hands. So I can say, thank you for allowing this to happen. Uh, Rabbi Zelig Pliskin, in one of his books called Gateway to Happiness. Anyone seen that book? Fantastic book. Great book. One of my favorite books is Gateway to Happiness. So he has. He said his friend had an exercise to appreciate things, and he what he did is he wrote down what it took to get his coffee from Brazil all the way to his apartment in Jerusalem. How much chesed that had to happen from the growers and the planters and the cutters and the processing. And he thought when he makes a shahakal on the coffee, how lucky he is, right? Did we ever think about when we're making a shahakal? Like God allowed us to get this coffee. Like, does anyone grow coffee in their backyard, by the way? Out of curiosity? Anyone, you know, anyone have any, anything? Like, sir, we, a person should appreciate all of the chesed when they, when they, when they have it. When they, when, they, when they have it. It all comes from a shavalang here. Khan yesh makam l'islamis. He says, let's, let's see how we can work on this. Right? He says, the first thing you can write this down because this class next week, brother, is not going to be a class. I'm going to be in New York. I have a bar mitzvah. My nephew's bar mitzvah. Amen. Oh, thank you. My sisters, my parents, actually, my f- parents' first grandchild had uh, a bar mitzvah. My, my, si- my younger sister beat me to the chuppah. So, Baruch Hashem, as it should have been. I was studying in the mirror. Uh, so her son is is uh, getting bar mitzvah. So Khan Yesh Malkom Leislam at Ha'isei Abracha. Okay. So birchas shahakal should do right for several weeks, and every time you say shahakal, just stop and think. I mean, if we would just say that bracha, shahakal nihiyeh the whole world. How in the world is it possible? As somebody says a kiddush, a shahakal with their herring as they're talking to three other people, laughing in the middle of a conversation. Right? I've seen people do that also. That's how you say shahakal. Do you think you're thinking that God creates the whole world? <laughs> As you're saying, like, you know, your person is not even sure if they said the bracha. Right? To stop and to think. Shahakol. Yeah, that this entire world is based on God, on God saying. And do that for a while. And then, think of the specificity. Now, when a boy gets married, and I try to tell the chasanim, the, the grooms, now usually... Have to, to say thank you in yeshiva, or they go to a, and they're in a college dorm. They, they go to they go to the cafeteria. They're not used to saying thank you. Right? And if they're good mothers, they teach them how to say thank you. Right? But you know, the first thing a boy to first up you say thank you. So we're 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 like those boys who first get married. So we have to learn how to say thank you to God in general <laughs> to recognize that everything comes from God. And then if we're at a level, we can be specific and say kabrochas bekavana. Right, to do the details to thank God not only for thanks for creating love no thanks for creating this apple on my table right now this this thanks God for creating this piece of bread that I'm eating right now thanks for this grape how lucky I am right, right now right, and so first to, to work on shahakal because if you can't see shahakal with kavana shahakal with kavana means to be conscientious that it should permeate our soul that it should permeate permeate our soul that we should get a high from the bracha that we should then again it doesn't mean to scream like a mashuganah I gave that story that time I was walking by the bus stop I saw that story last week uh, never saw that story 
was walking in Jerusalem, I was learning the Yeshiva. This is what you should not do. Of course, we have to be normal in the sense. Walking by a bus stop on the other side of the street, I'm actually on one side of the street. The guy's on the other side of the street. Takes a like a two-gallon thing of like Coke, and he instead says, "Baruch Adam." Now there's like three base Yaakov girls, like right next to him, like laughing. They're, ta- they're laughing their head stuff. They never saw such a sight in their life. Like they're, they're like giggling. They don't know where. And like he's screaming at the top of his lungs, Adam. And I'm like walking around, looking like what. And he, Shaku! <laughs> and he finishes the rock and he drinks like he drinks. Like, you, obviously, he wasn't a well person, but you saw the guy was not well. So the, I mean, we should say brachas with kavana, not to. I don't think it's a yitzharah by anyone to do that, but it's to be focused. Nobody talks to people like that. I don't right, right, right. Don't. But it means to say a brach to stop. And to think about it, and to say it loudly, that someone can say an amen to it, because again, that creates a positive, a good malach, right? If you're, if you can't, you don't have to stop the whole room, right? It means to say a bracha with, with uh, kavana. Oats gula nifla yeshna berchsnen. There's another, there's another thing, and I mentioned this in the class on gratitude on hakara satayv about having an appreciation. And that is that when a person says brachas, they come to appreciate it as more as well. Remember what I said about gratitude? That not only are you more willing, but if, if I stop and I think, right, let's go back to that dinner that my wife made me with the potatoes, just like I like it. And a chicken, white meat chicken, right, with a duck sauce, not the onions, and not the ketchup, and not anything else. And the lemonade is perfect. Right? Not only do I have hakars of tov, but I enjoy my food more. I'm thinking about, wow, this is the lemonade. The lemonade I like, and the the, the meats, it's tender just the way I like it. I, I, it becomes personal. It's, you, there are people who have wonderful gifts in life, and they just don't appreciate it. They take it for granted. They take it for granted. Hey, I mean, people, they take their spouses for granted, they take their children for granted, they take their health for granted. I, I mean, if we, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I, mean, I kid you not, over the past week, I can't tell you how many calls I had people, whether it's a dominant people who are sick, or to do something, I mean, it's been a crazy week, like literally, I had so many unfortunate calls, I'm like looking forward to some good calls, but you know why I don't get the good calls? as many. In theory, I should get, be getting millions of calls. Baruch Hashem Levine I can see today. Baruch Hashem Levine I can hear today. Baruch Hashem Levine I don't have any terminal illnesses. Baruch Hashem Levine I can walk today. Baruch Hashem Levine I mean, I don't get those calls because, you know what? Most of us take it for granted. <laughs> but if we even think about these type of things, right? I said if you said Asher Yatsar correctly, appreciate that our body's functioning, heart's beating, Right, our bile's coming out of our, our kid- I mean, these are huge things, which there are people who would love to have normally functioning kin- kidneys, <laughs> normally functioning hearts, and good ears and eyes. I mean, these are, this is tremendous. So when you say a bracha on your food, let's go back to our food now, it's not just, give me, it gives me an opportunity to drink. Um, it's not just it's not just that we, we, we say the bracha but literally we enjoy our food more it allows us to enjoy not food or asher yatzer it, it, it enhances our whole not relationship to Hashem it makes us appreciate the kindnesses much more right? and, by, and again I mentioned by gratitude if you stop and you think of the details of your spouse of your friend of your children, of your parents, you stop and you ponder and you think about it. It does. It, you you enjoy life more. Right? Remember Rabbi uh, Rietti Friday night when he made that dot, that black dot here, and you see the whole white wall. Mm-hmm. Right? If we stop and focus on all the positives, we enjoy life more. It's the same thing about even our food. If we stop and we think about it, we'll enjoy our food more. The the the, the, the 
it, the Gemara says as well. Actually, it's a Yalkut. It's a Medrash. Tamu v'ru'u ki Hashem. Taste and see that Hashem is good. Amar Karish Barucho have a mekayim called mitzvah shenasati l'chavatayrah. Did you fulfill all the mitzvahs that I did for you in the Torah? Me omen ha'ilan have a mevarech alein shemachalta if you if you eat and you don't make a blessing maybe yeah I'm not enjoy it you tell me yeah just in case maybe This bracha, you just stop and you think of this bracha, unbelievable bracha. Um, yeah, good. Just one is eating, one of course you do. You just yeah. Well, you said yes, absolutely. Right. And then let's say you made a mistake, you would still say, but you have to say, but prayers. Yeah, you would still say, but prayers. Okay. Um, so, so, if you eat and you make a bracha, you're mamlech Hashem. And have a tamo viru'u. Kitoiv Hashem and taste and appreciate the, the, um, the goodness Hashem gives for you. Gam Kanikra Brachas Kol Mitzvahs. Kamo Bruchalmi. Your peepers is the Zayis Ranan is called all mitzvahs. You you mekayim all mitzvahs. First of all, when you say a bracha, you come to Yira, you come to reverence. But not only that, but Tamu Vru Kitoiv Hashem. You'll stop and you'll think how good light this is. How lucky I am. It's not just that you'll come to be more God consciousness. Really, you know, what, what's a fuel? We talked about this in the, in the car stuff. If we're excited, if we're appreciative, God gives us so much, we want to serve God. Right? If we feel the goodness of God, we see the goodness of God, we, we have energy, we have spiritual energy. Right? There's nothing, there's no one as lethargic as a depressed person. <laughs> Depressed people are lethargic. People who are down don't have don't have energy. They they, they don't or or, or 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 they don't have as much energy as they should have or could have or would have if they be appreciative. I think in marriage, right? You do someone your spouse does something great for you. You want to reciprocate. I hope you do, right? Hey, right, he goes out and buys you this. You go back. There's a there's a there's a positive energy. Right, if we would stop and see all the chesed that we said, what could I possibly do? Hashem gives me so much. Right? Hashem gives me. You ever hear these stories about the Chavetz Chaim and the Rebbe Cutler? Right? The, the way they talk, God, you give me so much. Right? You know, the Chavetz Chaim didn't have a couch. Come on, <laughs> he wasn't a wealthy guy, but he felt God's constant giving in his life. And certainly, on a spiritual level, he felt it tremendously. Right? We should have that feeling. That's the feeling we should have. Hey, we will feel God's greatness. I mean, don't raise your hand. Just think about it. How many of us, when we said a blessing over the past week, do we think how lucky I am and stop and appreciate the gifts of life? Don't you think if we would do that, wouldn't that enhance our life? Wouldn't it even enhance our eating? So the the person who runs to the food and the kiddush doesn't even realize that they'd enjoy the cake more if they'd stop and say, "Greens cake from pars." You know, somebody yesterday, they, they, there was a, someone brought the cake in because they had a yard site, so they brought it for a bracha. So they said that, that there, this, it was the, 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 was the babka? I think it was the babka. It was the chocolate babka from greens. So the cake's only there for the chocolate. There's more chocolate than cake. Yeah. And you love that greens cake. It's like oozing with chocolate. You, you love it. So instead of the kiddush, the first thing, grabbing it, this is before Mrs. Glazer came, right? So you're grabbing the cake and saying, oh, you say, wow, this cake, I only eat this cake on Shabbos. And I love this cake. Thank you, Hashem, for allowing me to have this. You'd enjoy the cake more, you'd savor the taste. Right? Think, I'm telling you, the things that we do 
without uh, stopping and thinking about it. And, I, and first and foremost is marriage. Okay, I'm telling you, even this week, I had two, maybe two or three people, some from here, some from here, talk to me about marriage and how they want to get married, how desperate they are to get married. Hey, do you know what it means to get married? Everyone says, her, her is married. You know, you know what it means to be married? How many of us stop and think how lucky we are? How appreciative we can be for such a thing? Children! <laughs> right? I mean, people, their children leave, they don't have children. I mean, the, how lucky! Right? It's not a small thing. And people take it absolutely, I mean, they take it for granted. This, you know what it is? How many of us, um, honestly, how many of us said, Baruch Hashem? 3 a.m. in the morning, Baruch Hashem. Uh, 4 a.m. in the morning, Baruch Hashem. Right, my kids, my, my son's being toilet trained right now. Right, oh, Baruch Hashem! <laughs> it's only two times on the carpet today. Could have three times! Right? Right, you saw him be a gullible with toilet one day. But at one point he was toilet trained. You know, like, you know, right, it's, it's, you know, it's, but we appreciate it. Our health. You should, we say Asher Yatsar, I'm telling you after this week, and I heard this week, crazy. Mom is crazy. I can tell you. Some people, some things you guys know. Crazy things are this week. I, about health. Health. How lucky we are. You think, right? We appreciate what we have more. Right? Even if there was no commandment to say brachas, if we would say asher we appreciate our health. That's a gift. The average human being walking this earth doesn't think about their health until it's too late. They don't enjoy life as much. Right? They don't enjoy their sight. They don't enjoy their hearing. They don't enjoy the fact that their heart's beating. Right? Enjoying life. You stop it. You, you make an asher you're enjoying life. Make a shahakal. Not just connecting you to God. Not just reminding you that God's king. But you enjoy what you have because you're focusing on it. I, I said a story to Vig de Miller. His grandson was under the table once. And he had an apple. And he was looking at the apple. He was was in the house. He says, "Hush." He started talking to the guy. He says, "Hush, this apple, I, it's so tasty. It's juicy. It's crunchy. And not only that, God, you made this apple beautiful. You could have made this food ugly, but you made it beautiful. And not only that, it's healthy. It's good for me. And not only that." You put the apple that came from the state of Washington in Brooklyn, right? I don't know if he said that word, but and, he's, and then he said, "Boy, parades." His son, his grandson, said, "He's like Baruch." You know, no one's not, he said Baruch. I mean, that's an, that was a, a regular boy parades in the middle of the week. Everybody the middle is a holy Jew. He's a great man, right? He's a deep person. But if you'd have a, even a little bit of that, don't you think that would enhance our lives? Do that daily. That's what, that's what a bracha is. Right? Bracha. Bracha. Yeah, I, I always say that if you say brachas, you get blessing. Well, I, to me, this itself is a blessing. To appreciate life, to be connected to Hashem, to, 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 to have a vibrancy, a passion in this, in our Yiddishkeit, in our Judaism. You taste God's goodness in this world, even on the fruit. You'll appreciate it, you'll savor it. Ain't kind of Michael type, but if you just it's just a good food, you're not going to savor it. Hamaverich umamlech as a baruch misbanan, a person who makes a bracha and is mamlech. You say God is melech, and you think about kikad she shemaim hu oichal. It's literally kodesh shemaim. Remember I said last week that until you say a bracha, we call it the gemara. It belongs to God, right? Then this apple, this chocolate, this bread, this cup of wine. A few minutes ago, it wasn't mine. It was part of the heavenly. It belonged to God. And I said to Rebrocha, I got it. I'm eating it. And you're thinking that God allowed me to, to have this. Right? I remember my mother used to tell me when I was a little kid. When I was, when I was younger, um, uh, there was a famine in Ethiopia in the early 80s. Now there's a guy, Bobby Wonder, saying a song, We Are the World. Right? Bobby Wonder was his name. Right? Uh, and there's a great major family. Stevie, I know he is. I'm mixing, 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 listening. Right? Uh, so, 
so you know, and, was, and my mother used to always tell me, "Love of you better eat your food. You better eat your food because the famine, your famine, the famine in Ethiopia, you should be appreciative." And I used to say, "I think I was probably, I don't know, ten years old. I think it was a joke, you know." Right, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, bl- and then people used to send blankets there, like, you know, we appreciate your blanket. But you know what? There's so much wisdom to that. There's, you know, it may, it may have to be a lot more context, but if we really appreciate how lucky we are, right, we take things for granted. Right? I, I mentioned this in passing on Shabbos last week. You know, the Boston Marathon event reminds us that in a minute life can change, right? You think that the, all those runners, or those people in the crowd who lost limbs, do you think they ever appreciate their limbs as much now that they lost it? God forbid we should ever have something that happened again. Right? Right? Do you, do you think, in a second you can lose it. We take, we assume that we get it. And again, I, I don't want to focus too much because I spoke about this at length when we did our Kara Satayv. We did gratitude. Um, but we'll appreciate, what, what brachas allow us and enable us and empower us to do is to appreciate and to savor the gifts that Hashem gives us. Um, and to have mitosefes or munal and to add on our connection, a bond with us in Hashem. The is chas, the recognition of God's kindness in this world and everything, and every pleasure and every function that we have. Hamasiragno ksas, the person just begins to get used to not saying a bracha out of rote, right, something I have to get done with, like that little boy, not like a baron kalender who said a bracha who ate to say a bracha because the bracha was the main thing. If we just get into, the, if we start to not to say brachas without thinking about it, right? We say start to think about it and to, to, to utter the words and to ponder what we're saying. To stop and getting tremendous kavanas is just to stop and think what we're saying. When we're saying it. Baruch, God, you are the source of blessing. Ata, you say ata to God. Who that is? Ata, you. Hashem Melech, God's king of the world. That you are the source of everything, or God, I'm going to talk about the details. I don't have specificity. If a person gets to begin to do that, right? You feel even the spirituality. If you person says a hundred blessings, I I I would contend if you see a person who can say. Now, I'm not talking about OCD type people, you know, like a mechanical. But a person really stops and thinks of the blessing, that's the type of person you'll see with a smile on their face. That's the type of person who will, who will be uh, with, a, with a skip in their step. That little skip in their step. You'll see a hundred times a day. What a beautiful world. How lucky I am. That you'll, the person will, will have a palpable feeling towards Hashem. Kama Kedusha, how much holiness that brings. Kama Emuna, how much uh, Emuna, how much connection in Emuna that brings to a person. Kama Hakaras, how much recognition of Hashem that brings a person. Kama Yerushamayim, how much reverence of Hashem. Metosephus lo Yarim. Right? That's why it's Mekayim Kol Mitzvah. The princess it says brachas, it leads to all mitzvahs. Because the bracha itself leads to mitzvah. It, it gives us the fuel. Because if we don't feel passionate about our Yiddish, if we don't feel passionate about Hashem, we're not going to have the spiritual energy to push ourselves. But if we see the kindness of Hashem, we appreciate Hashem, we feel connected to Hashem, right? it's just, it, that leads to, to mitzvahs. We will, it's our munas deeper. Our appreciation is different, people. Our, our kudush is different, and even our enjoyment of the world, our material material enjoyment is different. It's only by benching again. If a person, how lucky I came and I was starving, starving, right? And now I had a good meal. Well, wow, Hashem. Mizel Islam lemaisa nenas lutam toim ruchni. See, he says a remarkable thing. Yeah, when you say when you say a blessing on a fruit. Don't just taste the fruit. Taste the tam ruchni. This was God's fruit. Mm-hmm. Right? Stop and think about the spirituality of it. And every blessing you're thinking, this was from the, this is God's world. God's world. It's, God is allowing me to have it. It's, I'm going to connect with this. 
Islam, as far as he takes, it takes work. But he says, if you do do this, then you'll be, as the Pasuk says, you'll taste and you'll see that God is good. That is, the blessings themselves will lead us to a recognition and a feeling that Hashem is ultimately kind. So just to, re- to review the two things he really focused on this week was number one, okay? Number one, but when you say a hundred brachas uh, during, the, during the day, whatever amount of brachas you're doing, a right, hundred is more difficult for ladies than men, but whatever amount, whatever, let's say, leave the idea of a hundred brachas per se, because if you have to do three davenings a day, you, get, you can get easily a hundred brachas during the week, the three shuanasas. But certainly, when you're saying shahakal, say shahakal, start with shahakal. Every time you say shahakal, remember the story that of the Slana Marebbe, right? And he was a little boy, that's what his father said, that, that you think that God controls the world. It's not like a school law. That's, that's, that's the meaning of shahakal. That shahakal means that God, this is God's world. Shahakal means God creates anything. And then you get to the next level, which is specificity. I, a person can stop and say a bracha and appreciate the details. Appreciate the details. And when a person gets to do that, then they can then enjoy it more and then eventually get to the spirituality every time they make a blessing. Okay? Questions? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, no. I mean, something is new. We say shachianu. No, no, but this is much. No, yeah, it's really, that's a special. Very, no. I, not, I've never heard of such a bracha. Yeah, maybe me say with the extra kavana. But you know, if you find okay. anything, you'll let me know. And the other thing is, it's a bit of a I don't know paradox. There are forbidden foods that we eat, but yet when we eat them, if God forbid we do eat it, we do say a bracha on them as well. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, if a person, I don't know, on, on something that's trained, if a person has to eat something, do you say so, a bracha? So I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I was in law school, so I was Makar of this boy, mm-hmm. actually from Pennsylvania, from Scranton area. And, you know, he grew up going to reform camps, and... Uh, like really far off, so uh, he started coming for. I, I, I think I mentioned once the first time he came to me for Shabbos, he had been he had been one time by a person who was barely Orthodox for Shabbos. So he he came to me for Shabbos, and he said to me, "So when are we playing Monopoly?" So I looked at him. I said, "What are you talking about?" He says, "Don't all Orthodox just play Monopoly?" You know, on Shabbos, I said, "You're in for a different Shabbos." <laughs> so this boy started becoming observant. So I, I said, take on one thing. So he comes back to me a few weeks later. He's like, I decided what I'm doing. I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm saying blessings. Now he's eating a McDonald's. <laughs> like, you know, so the halach is you don't make a, a blessing. No, no, you do not make a blessing on something that's not kosher. If you're critically ill or you need it for your health, then it becomes a mitzvah to eat it. You would actually make a bracha. But if you're just to make a bracha on kosher for you, would not do actually. I think it's on a mechadalist, you have to say blessings in Ghanaian, okay? And they went and ate something Hashem said not to eat. Would they have made a bracha on it? It is God's fruit. No, but no. I mean, this is like theoretical. I know it's a little bit pushing. No, it's actually like Sabbatean, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. That you, it's that to say a bracha or to do what's holy and not holy, right? right that's Sabbatean, that's Spinozian, Sabbatean type of thought. We don't do these other things. We say right. what, what the, it's, it's still stealing the forbidden fruit, call what you like, saying eating pig and saying a bracha, yeah, it, right. it's even more it's worse even right 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 mm-hmm. uh, it's it's worse in a sense because it's not you're not the whole point it's, it's kind of going against the bracha the point of the bracha is God you created the world I recognize you God I want to connect to you God but you told me I could do this so why in the world are you doing it, it it's going against what the bracha really symbolizes at some level you can hear what you're saying but you really ponder what brachas are the brachas is a recognition that God controls or runs the world and he already told me not to do this Right, so how could I make a blessing on something God told me not to do? If you knew that it's right. right. This is yeah, I'm so yeah, it's not a bad question. Right. Okay. Any anything else? I, I just want to you know end again. I really 
Um, we've, next week I'm not going to be here. The following week will be the, the last uh, class on the brachas. But you know, it's our lives. You know, we're Torah Jews here. You, you live long. Everyone's going to live 120 plus years. Hey, this is really the opportunity. In the next few weeks, maybe maybe you'll do it on your own. But where there's a focus on it to work on our brachas, if we do it, we can transform our relationship to Hashem for the rest of our lives. Hey, it's possible to go through our lives never saying brachas correctly, never stopping to think, never cherishing the moment. It's very easy to do that. I'd say 90 plus percent of religious Jews are able to do that. Hey, if you want to take advantage of the next few weeks, take whatever bracha you're doing, whether it's shahakal or asher yatsar, make a chart, right? Make a chart how you did it. And benching as well, make a chart, right? How you did it. You're not, this is not, you, you think it's, 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 athletes do that when they're, when they're practicing. People who are working on themselves do that. If you want to work on yourself, this is a golden opportunity where you're conscientious of it, right? Make a chart, think about it. If he becomes part of us, it won't just be for the next few weeks, it'll be for life. And that is such a great acquisition. And that brings bracha in our daily lives. It brings bracha to our mishpacha. It brings bracha to our Okay, thank you.